Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Average Joe's Media. I am the Average Joe Boo with... The Average Joe. We're talking about back when. Way back when. Back when we were young. Ah, weren't those the days. What was so much different back when we were younger? Uh, I don't know, pretty much everything. Uh, Every single thing. All things. And everything. So, what, what is the reason why we're talking about back when? I think uh, possibly in our journey as single dads, hashtag dad chronicles, um, we find ourselves asking ourselves multiple times in a day usually, why is it so hard for our children to do simple things? I can't understand it. It makes me really want to just run my head into the wall sometimes. Yes. Scream violently. You know, this has nothing, it doesn't have to do specifically with my children at home or or your children. It's just all the younger generation, I I think. But however, our perspective is we get to see firsthand what this generation doesn't have to do in order to experience some level of success. Right. But I think as we're getting older, too, I mean, you see it whether you're at the stores, whether you're at a restaurant, whether you're teaching in school, or you're employing the masses in the world of business. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. One of the most frustrating things to me was uh, was my oldest daughter wanted to uh, go to the movies one time, and I told her, all right, well, you got to do some stuff around the house. She's like, eh, I won't go to the movies. Yep. She didn't want to work to earn a little money. That really, that really frustrated me, and it really kind of got me looking, what are other things that she doesn't want to do, that she doesn't necessarily have to do nowadays because of the convenience of pretty much everything out there? Well, I do the same thing. I said, here's the deal. You guys are having a hard time with your chores. That's fine. I'm going to budget X amount of money per pay period. And so here's how much all the chores cost. So you guys make it a competition. Who wants to earn money more? Absolutely. They said, you know what? We appreciate that. The thought. Yeah. But we're going to go ahead and make, take a hard pass. It's a hard pass, right? Hard pass. Absolutely. They say, because everything we need, dad, you get for us. And if you won't give us what we want, we have family members who will. Oh, Ah, uh, so they they're relying on the family members a little bit that that have no real desire or care to instill some sort of self discipline. Well, I think as parents or as people, I think we, we can take a little bit of responsibility in that. I know I, I often said growing up with humbler means, mm-hmm. <clears throat> if I had not to have situations where I was wanting something or needing something. Uh-huh. And all my focus could have been on academics and sports and other things. I could have accomplished anything. So Uh, if uh, your kids don't have to have any of their needs they have to stress about, then they could easily become the president, cure world hunger. I don't know. You name it. Really, anything they want. Pretty much. And what I found out is not the case. I've played into helping contribute to the generation of entitlement. Entitlement. You know, uh, that is the theme for the last eight years of education, the eight, the last eight years of kids who could talk, tell you what they wanted, explain in detail what's going on in their lives. It's all about entitlement. I think it's because we live in a society of on demand. It's true. For example, um, recently had some car issues. Okay. So we had a few learning experiences, some life skills. That's fair. Some went well, some went horribly wrong. I'll share a few. Mm-hmm. So I had a flat tire. Mm. Had to change a flat tire. They were very surprised at, at you know, 
why is this tire smaller than the rest of what's well, called a donut uh -huh. um, why should i be careful when using the little tiny jack yeah. well, the whole car could fall down on me yeah um how uh, about that would, um, we call it instant death instant death yeah 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 and and so just why can't it magically be done or why can't we find someone to do it for us sure so likewise we'll say pumping gas for example Pumping gas. I, at a young age, I helped pump gas for my mom, mm -hmm. pump gas for my grandmother, mm -hmm. or even for dad or grandpa if he didn't want to get out of the car, you know? Absolutely. It's a fairly simple thing. You take a nozzle, you insert it into the gas retrieving receptacle. Uh -huh. Before you take that nozzle, you must open the lid to the gas tank. That's true. And That's then, true. And then the, the gas cap, you got to unscrew that sucker. Well, All yes. these things require top-notch mental stimuli. Correct. But basically, you put the gas pump in the gas hole, you push the button. That's I've what never, she said. That's what she said. And, uh, yeah, that's a whole other podcast. What is it called, where you're putting the gas? You have a gas cap. I don't know why I called it a gas hole. But, I mean, uh, is there that, a word for it? I don't. I, you know what? I don't necessarily know that word specifically. I don't know if I would have chosen "gas hole" in the moment. I, but I wasn't. You, I wasn't there in your mind <laughs> thinking right, you know, of I, terms to describe the gas hole. But it really speaks hole. to how crazy this is because I never had to describe pumping gas to anyone before. Right. Sure. It's just kind of a common sense thing. Well, you'd think. So, and how about back when you were nine or so? How many times did you want to get out and pump the gas? I was eager to. It, it intrigued me. Yeah, you get a filled gas can for lawnmowers. Yeah, absolutely. Make sure that sucker's on the ground, not up yep. high. Uh-huh. Absolutely. We'll pop the little nozzle on the back, let the let the gas out a little bit. Yeah, let the air out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Fumes. Whatever you want to talk about. Combustible stuff. Whatever you want to call it. But we're not getting into chemistry. We're really not. But no, at any rate. That's a different podcast. That's a different podcast. But at any rate, so had the kids pump gas. Okay, it's real simple. Uh, well, I take it back. It's more complicated now because now we have the use of debit cards Oof. or credit cards. Okay. Pretty simple thing. You take the card, follow the instructions on which way to face it, stick it in the slot, pull it out of the slot, and then you follow the prompts on the screen. You would think, bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing. Gas paid for. Simple. Apparently not because following instructions falls under the category of something that people are not very good at anymore. People don't have to do that anymore to be successful. Right. Okay. So they stuck the card in the wrong way multiple times, right. argued with me that it was the faulty gas pump was not the faulty gas pump. So the gas pump was at fault. Not them for putting it in wrong. Because the gas pump didn't accept the debit card. That is correct. The way it was inserted. That is correct. Okay. So then when it gets time to actually going to a different pump now that isn't fried from trying to do it the wrong way too many times, then we get successfully through the payment portion okay. of the exercise. Then we get to pumping the gas. Mm. So the great thing about having twins, especially fraternal twins, is they oftentimes fight like an old married couple. Okay. Not great, though, to happen when trying to pump gas for the first time. Ooh. Ooh. Sure. Okay. So when they argued over whether or not they had the gas pump in the car. Appropriately. Enough, appropriately. Absolutely. The fight resulted in the squeezing of the handle and gas flying everywhere. The premature gasolation. Gasolation. <laughs> premature gasolation. I like it. I like it too. 
So they, so they got gas everywhere. They did get gas everywhere. Because they didn't quite fully insert the gas pump into the gas hole before it went off. That is correct. Okay. Yeah, this... Yeah, this took a turn. It really, it really did. did take a turn. It really did. It did. We were just going to talk about pumping gas. Yeah, and they were just the... so excited and so were... eager <laughs> to pump this gas. Was... They couldn't hold it anymore. It was their first time. <laughs> it just, it happened. Hey, listen, everybody's first time is so unpredictable. Very you never know what's going to happen. Average Joe's media, things you think you don't care about, pre-gasolation, Keeping in mind, on Spotify and iTunes, we are listed as PG. PG. Because we don't discuss explicit material. Well, this, is, this is clearly not explicit. Only about... We're just pump. talking about petroleum. We're about petroleum. Talking about pump gas. Putting gas pump in the gas hole. It's amazing stuff. Wasn't there a song by Salt and Pepper back when we were growing up? Uh, You're going to have to refresh Let's talk about pump. Yeah, let's talk about gas. Let's talk about gas, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the magic that can happen when you pump. Okay, so anyway, okay. back to the story at hand. We digress. So, <coughs> so the simple thing of, are you good? Drinking water, apparently, has gotten tougher over the years as well. It's not easy to do that anymore either, huh? No, it's not. Okay. So... So pumping gas is something that eludes the younger generation, right? Even though <coughs> drinking water eludes the current generation. Eludes the current. So, you know, we used to have the full service gas stations we back did. before you and I ever drove a car, or maybe even before we were ever in thought of being in existence. <laughs> However, people just started pumping their own gas because that was a pointless job that was a pointless means of spending money by a company having somebody pump someone else's gas for them so that being said if you're in your 80s and you're listening to average joe's media we in no way mean to offend you if your career was a full service gas station absolutely i believe that would be an attendant a full service attendant i've heard it both ways they would attend to the car potato potato yeah that's fair so, there's some other things. Pumping gas is so easy to do. It's so easy. It's so easy to follow the on-pump instructions to put the card in. It's so easy to put your zip code in, right? So, what about, like, remembering a phone number? When was the last time you had to do that? Man, whenever I used to call somebody, I had to know the seven digits behind the area code. I had to remember what they were, or I had to write them down in some place to where I remembered where all my phone numbers were. Yes, people call that the black book or whatever you want to call it, address book. But the address book, the remembering of a phone number. Or the Rolodex. The typing in of a phone number no longer in existence. Now all you got to do is simply like share your phone number or share contact with somebody and boom, they have it. They know what they want to call. They know who they want to call. They know the number. All they got to do is press the button. One button. Not seven, and, and definitely not ten. Even with people who still do have landlines or voice over IP, they have a, a phone of sorts at their house. Cordless phones for the last 15 years, you've been able to pre-program numbers in there to where you just push it a one, a one or a two, or scrolling through a list of names. Absolutely. I think, I think that, that helps make society dumber, honestly. Because memory goes a long way 
to solidifying or growing your intelligence. I know three numbers by heart. My grandmother's number, my first personal phone number, and my company's phone number. So, if you know, I'm on vacation, let's say in the middle of nowhere hiking and my phone goes dead, I'm up a creek because no one's answering either three of those numbers on so, a Saturday. So what you're saying is back when we were younger, had we been hiking, we would have been okay. We would have been fine. We would have known every single number that we needed to call because we needed to memorize those numbers. That is correct. And now, if we're out hiking in the middle of nowhere, we drop our phone into the abyss of, of whatever the place is we are. There's no service. There is no service. Our phone dies because of battery life. We're, we're toast, is what you're saying. Well, yeah. Plus, I mean, when's the last time you've seen people using things like maps and compasses? Oh, don't get me started. Do I go right? Do I go left? Well, I don't know. Are we going north, south, east, or west? I don't know. How am I supposed to know how to read a map nowadays? Not unless Google's telling you. Right. I mean, turn right here. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. But before Google Maps, you actually had to unfold this this very strategically folded map, and you had to you had to pay attention. You had to pay attention to street names. You had to pay attention to uh, signs on the road. You had to pay attention to mileage markers. You had to pay attention to all that stuff. Now, Google, how far away am I? Did you ever uh, use a map scope? Yeah. Long time ago. That big old book of maps. Yeah, and then everything was just coordinates. It was like, okay, you know, I'm going to look up the streets in uh, Q5. Absolutely. I didn't use it that much. My brother used it a lot. He uh, he used to serve papers for, you know, some side money whenever he was in college before he moved off mm-hmm. to his four-year school. But, yeah, he used to serve papers, and so, you know, he'd get a random address, and he'd have to figure out how to get there. There was no Google Maps. There, there, was, was, none. No, there was none of that stuff. There was no assisting. You know, mm-hmm. he had to find... No the, OnStar. No. Oh, uh, well, no, definitely not OnStar. So what are some other things? To me, I think laundry is something that really has eluded the younger generation. And that's speaking as a parent. So I I have seen my children, I, uh, you know, grow from the age of my oldest. You know, I, I met her when she was five. She's now 15. And then my youngest two, obviously, up until they're seven and eight. But uh, it's it's now time for them to start learning the laundry process, right? Or or uh, let's call it making it a better process. Because my oldest, she's already learned the process of laundry. You you put it in the washing machine. You put some soap or some detergent in there. Turn it on. Change it to the dryer. Take it out. Fold it. Put it away. She knows the process. She doesn't do it at all it is hey dad could you switch the laundry for me or did you switch the laundry yet no 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 it's yours it's not mine anymore it used to be when she was let's call it eight or nine years old ten years old you know even a little bit into the uh, 11s and maybe the 12 but after she once she started getting close to that teenage year i was like you know what you need to be able to do your laundry Put your stuff on hangers, fold your stuff, put it in a drawer, have a little bit of organization. So if you pull open a drawer, you're only going to get socks or underwear or pajamas or something like that. Open another drawer, you're going to get shirts. Open another drawer, you're going to get pants. Open another drawer, you're going to get a little bit of organization. Do you think there's any organization to my daughter's dresser? I don't know. No, there's not. 
one bit of organization. I have tried. I have tried to go through there and try to find clothes for her whenever she's at her mother's. And I need to try to find clothes for her. Like, say, she's missing uh, her jersey for her soccer game. Or she needs her socks or something like that. There is no telling where anything is in her room whenever she's done her laundry. All she does is she balls it up and puts it in a drawer and shuts the drawer and she thinks I'm happy about that. And you know what? There's there's two facets. One, I'm happy that she has shut her drawers and they're not just hanging out all over the place with clothes falling out of them. But two, I'm not unhappy or I'm not happy whenever all we need to do is find a shirt or find a pair of shorts or something and we can't do it because simply no organization, no way to figure out, ooh, what do we have, what don't we have, what is clean, and what is not clean. That's an issue I, back whenever I did laundry, you knew what was clean and what was dirty. Clean was in drawers, folded, put away. Dirty was on the floor, and then get in trouble for having dirty clothes on the floor, put them in a basket. Clean your room. You ever have any uh, issues with the laundry here? Well, it costs a daily average, Joe. I'm lucky that I, my kids were found it fairly easy to understand the concepts of laundry. Main problem, similar to what you talked about, is actually the whole finish and the follow-through. Uh-huh. One of the things that tends to happen a lot, not just with laundry, but <clears throat> we like to be in denial of things around here, I guess would be a way to describe it. We like to just keep shoving things somewhere. Mm. So, for example... If uh, I'm someone's doing a load of laundry mm-hmm. and they don't swap it out, and next person's so I need to get some laundry done, you could swap that laundry out, right? You would but, think. No, let's just put more laundry in there. Yeah. Oh, just so add laundry yeah, to the pre-existing mine. laundry. It's not mine. Why okay. should I touch it? Right. Um, likewise with the dryer. So I had to get a new dryer. And anytime dryers or anytime the laundry is talked about, like, you know, with kids most likely in public or other family settings outside of your own home, all I hear is, oh, man, our dryer sucks. It's, it's horrible. Dad wastes his money on that dryer. Well, I go, what's wrong with it? Well, it doesn't work, Dad. Well, it does work. Problem is, it's meant for a load of laundry. But when someone doesn't feel like taking out a load of laundry that's dry and they put in another load that's wet, guess what? All that, two loads of laundry now is going to be a little wet, a little musty, a little moist. Same yeah. thing with the lint. Uh, Collector, double, whatever it's called. Double lint trap. Double lint trap. Episode 11. <laughs> Episode 11. What things fall into the double lint trap? And uh, again, you know, they don't pay attention to it. Same thing with the dishwasher. And dishes. So, dishwasher doesn't work well. Why doesn't it work well? Well, I put this dirty dish in there. Well, did you put a dish that has stuff caked all over it? Mm. Like it hasn't even been looked at, like still has food on it? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Well, it's the dishwasher. Isn't it supposed to take care of all that for me? No, it's not supposed to, to take trash off of the plate. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to, you know, get calcified sauce off of a plate. Right. That's that's for the pre-wash. That's for the rinsing and the scrubbing before the dishwasher. That is correct. So speaking of, whenever your kids eat... And they put their plates or whatever they use for their food. When they put them in the sink, do they rinse them off? No. I, that It would be special if we got them to the sink. That would be a day of rejoicing. Yeah, just get to the sink. That'll be the day. That'll be the day. So, 
So that's something that I got. Also, I want to kind of speak back onto your your point of stuffing things in places. So, uh, so the thing that I have that I get to really, really see on a daily basis, this is at school, this is at home, is people not knowing how to clean up after themselves. Yes. And so rather than exert the energy that's required into picking up a piece of trash, that's their trash, and then walking it to the receptacle, wherever that receptacle be. And nowadays, well, you know, a lot of times there's really only like one receptacle. Now there's like seven in every single space within walking distance or within maybe a basketball shot's distance. So rather than exert the energy of taking that trash and moving it to the receptacle, they find the crevices wherever they are, and they just insert that trash and leave it for whomever comes behind them to find. You know, I've found that even if you you, you apply it like you talked about, Getting more trash cans because if maybe if distance to travel from trash creation uh-huh. to receptacle is the problem, then let's just put more trash cans around. You think, like you said, there'd be more trash put into trash cans, less trash everywhere else. Stuffing, stuffing, not not the case at all. We had a situation once where uh, my oldest boy he was running into his room, he's going to jump on his bed. What he did, he sprung him a little bit and he kind of rolled a little bit into the wall, and so I had a little. Well, impression in the sheetrock of his uh, his buttocks. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a full clean break, but a little bit of a, a slit, if you will, okay. on a couple of those places. Uh, like more on that in a minute. Yep. So like any uh, you know, like any good working parent had you know, hadn't really gotten around to addressing it. Wasn't a you know, high on the priority list as it was more of a uh, a crease of the wall as opposed to a full break of sure. said wall. Sure. Well, after a while, I noticed that uh, it kind of looked more like a definition of a hole, a little bit more of a gap where part of it broke. And I was curious as to why. So I go to examine it and I see what appears to be something shiny and shimmery. In the hole? In the hole. Well, it wasn't originally a hole. Now it's become a hole. Okay, right. It was originally a a small crack. Correct. Now it's a hole or was a hole. Well. In the story. Gap between two pieces of sheep rock. But anywho. Sheet, not sheep. (laughs) But anyways. We digress. We digress. So anyways, so they had uh, started shoving like chip bags, oh. napkins, and other trash in the wall. Down the hole. Down the hole. In the wall. In the wall. Was this hole insulated? Well, that's my first thought was surely this is not from laziness. Right. This is from a, a, a inner need to try to save the planet. Right. And, you know, and what repurpose would, the trash. WWCP, right. what would Captain Planet do? I gotcha. He's our hero. Of course he is. Takes trash and turns it to zero. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so, you watch Captain Planet? No, I did not. Are you serious? You've never seen Captain Planet? 100%. Never. Didn't even know where you're going with that. Until Blue you, rings? Until you talk about it. Well, you, you keep saying words about it, but... I mean, you oh, told that's going to be a whole other podcast. You told me the title... And I have denied because iconic, I don't know what it's talking iconic about. Iconic shows Josh has never seen. We'll just add that to the list. Add that to the list. <laughs> so anyway, so I thought he was just trying to take our trash that couldn't be composted. And he was in fear that it would not be properly recycled. And he tried to recycle it himself as insulation 
to our home to lower, further lower our carbon footprint. I like it. That's not what he was doing. That's what I told myself for a while. Oh, okay. You, you had to justify it just to get past it. I had to feel better about it. So have you ever been, have you ever been sitting on the couch and, uh, you know, the choice of food uh, just so happened to be Subway. And, uh, and you know, you're, you're a little lax today. You know, we, guys, we don't have to eat at the table. Let's go eat on the couch, watch some football, enjoy the company and the entertainment. And when you're done eating the Subway sandwich, that whole paper trash that wraps the Subway sandwich that they give you, mm-hmm. you ball that up. Well, you ball that up because... Well, who wants the the paper trash unballed and just out there everywhere? Especially if you have dogs, right? Well, and it's not like we're trying to make uh, you know an origami swan or right. frog out, out of a subway, subway wrapper. Absolutely not. Who does that? But whenever you have this subway wrapper, where's the first place you think, Joe? Where's the first place you think that it belongs? Well, as a fur daddy, uh-huh. uh, I know that my wrappers need to go in the trash can. Okay, so they're not shredded and discarded all over the house. Absolutely. Where does your where does the younger generation believe they should go? I think anything that's dark. Any place where there is low light. Low light. Okay. So would that would would it count if it was between the couch cushions? That would count. Okay. What if it was a maybe a sectional couch and it was between the sections of the couch all the way down to the ground? I'd believe it. Yeah. I mean I I feel like maybe we've had an incident similar to that. Similar. Where, you know, let's just stuff things called trash into places where it's not trash so mom or dad doesn't see it. Similar story, similar outcome, uh-huh. but twicely embarrassing. So, it's, I've heard this story, I should say. Okay. Not as though it happened to me and my kids. Not specifically. So, hypothetically, knew a guy. Okay. Guy told me this story. So, he regularly, on Sundays... Or maybe Mondays or Thursdays, whenever his team was playing, uh, would have his friends over or his family over, cook a nice meal. So he's looking forward to big game, cooked a big meal, some pork loin, some potatoes, got some broccoli, the whole nine yards, things all of which you need utensils to eat with. Absolutely. Games game time's about to happen. Food is ready. Setting out dishes and whatnot. You go to find your cutlery. Doesn't exist. And you ask yourself, well, I've been here for a while. I've, I've used cutlery pretty much every day. Yeah. 365 a year. Yeah. You know, unless I took not, a day. Not 365 pieces of cutlery a year, 365 days a year. Correct. Okay, keep going. Yes. And unless you, like, had a week where you just ate pizza. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Who needs cutlery? For right. Or maybe, like, you... Who cut their pizza? Right? Seriously. You know, or maybe you got on a kick with Chinese food and you use chopsticks. Who knows? I like it. But at any rate, no forks or spoons to be had. Okay. So you have this big meal plan and you don't have anything and you don't know where it is. Then you find out later that the reason you had no silverware was because the silverware had been being shoved underneath the couch, in the couch cushions, underneath the bed, or in drawers and bedrooms. Just at random. At random. Or thrown away. Naturally. Now, I accidentally threw a fork away the other day, but I was quick to realize that was not a plastic fork. It was a metallic. And I went back in the trash, which the younger generation would not dare do, go back in the trash can. 
They would not. So I went back in the trash can. Now, fortunately, it was still near the top, so I didn't have to get my hands real dirty. But I went back, got that fork, saved that fork's life, put it in the sink so it could be washed used for another day. You're a hero. I really, I feel good about that decision. So I have had an incident where instead of cleaning up after themselves, instead of trying to make a good decision, I feel like I feel like there was one time when my daughter, we have rules at, at my apartment. Rules are good. I have we have rules at, at where I live because uh, I rent, so I, I want to get the deposit back when I leave. And the rooms have carpet, so my rule is no food in the bedrooms. You have food anywhere on the hard hard surface floors, bathroom. Uh, there's one bathroom that's directly connected to the kitchen area. Uh, in terms of hardwood floor. So, I mean, I can kind of get over that, but no food on the carpet. And uh, and so she... So if they brought wood into the carpeted area and ate on that wood, would you be okay with it? Would be, it would be better. It would be much more easily uh, justified in my mind because it wouldn't stain as easy. I mean, this carpet is, is white. I mean, it looks like someone just poured bleach all over it before they vacuumed it and rented the house. I mean, that's how white it is. Have you used a black light to see? No, not yet. Not yet, but uh, I think I was the first person to rent this place, okay. so I didn't feel the need to use the black light. So remember, also PG is our podcast. So, uh, how do you feel about cardboard? I mean, there's cardboard, a layer of cardboard between the carpet and the child eating. You, you know, I still, I still would be better if it was no carpet at all. So anyway, so she's. She's in her mid-teens, mid to low teens, right? Mid-teens. She's a teenage girl with hormones, right? With, I don't really care about mommy and daddy anymore, right? It's all about self. And I was there. I was 15 once. You were a teenage girl. I was a you teen- know. I was a teenager before where things just didn't revolve around anything but myself. I was there. I admit it. We all kind of were at one point in time in our lives. And well, so, well, some of us, Josh. Well, Joe, I, you are the exception. So, I go into her room. She's at her mother's. I open up her drawer. I'm looking for something. I don't know what it's what I'm looking for. I think uh, I'm oh I'm missing a plate. I'm doing the dishes. I have ten small plates, ten large plates. I did all the dishes. I have nine small plates and ten big plates, or vice versa. I'm missing a plate. And so I'm trying to figure out where is this plate. I go to where I normally eat. I look at where the kid, the little kids normally eat. I look in both bedrooms. I don't see a plate anywhere. Nothing under the bed. Nothing under under uh, the mattress or anything. And so I go to the desk where the computer is. Mm-hmm. Open a drawer. <laughs> plate. Plate, fork, spoon, old peanut butter. Ooh. All kinds of stuff stuck on this plate because this plate has been stuck in this drawer for only God knows how long. Well, and since the last time you counted your plates. Since the last time I counted my plates, clearly. And so what I had to do was I went down the rabbit hole of, well, what else is here? Dun, dun, dun. Opened up all the other drawers, chip bags, whatever kind of snack foods, trash. Apparently her desk which I gave to her that has been in my family for a long time, turned into a trash receptacle. She... Or maybe it's like a scrapbook. Yeah. For food memories. It could be. It really 
you know, now that I think about it, maybe she was doing something artsy with it. Yeah. You know. But, a little, uh, little new age minimalist. For, for the teenager that really doesn't like mommy and daddy's rules and decisions and, and the way they talk to children nowadays, uh, this did not help her in terms of the liking of dad. Uh, we had some words. We had some words, and I just couldn't get over the fact that if she was going to do it, how come she couldn't do it better? Clean up after yourself. Wipe off the plate before you stack it in your desk. Right. Is that too much to ask? So, stuffing things in places where there is low light. Trying to get away with stuff. That's what people do. And you know what? I did that too. However, the simple things like throwing trash away, cleaning up after yourself, can't do it anymore. It's just not in the cards. What about like, uh, you know, following instructions for maybe, you know, cooking a meal? Yes. Is that is it too much to ask to put the water in the macaroni and cheese before you turn on the microwave? You know, I would like to say that's not too much to ask, but my house almost burned down. Mine too. When my youngest boy was probably about seven or eight, you know, woke up to it. Um, another life lesson that we learned that day, uh, the outside of don't not put water into a macaroni cup where you put it in the microwave. Absolutely. Kind of, you know, it ignites into fire and burns to ashes. There's a couple things that put fires out, right? Sure. Uh, water. That's one. Uh, like sand, dirt. Right. Maybe even a grease fire you throw. You don't want to throw water. You put some flour, right? You know? Yeah, absolutely. Something. Suffocate um, the fire. Suffocate. Take out the oxygen. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> are you familiar with sunflower seeds? Uh, yes, absolutely. So, as a if you're a connoisseur of sunflower seeds, you might uh, have a cup or a receptacle that you're putting the uh, excess Shellage. sheath yeah. of the nut in there. And so, that is not something you used to put out of fire. <laughs> Wait, hold on. You are kidding me. No, I'm not, because it was really hard to discern what had caught fire in the microwave, because there was chewed on sunflower seeds all over the kitchen. So apparently the night before, uh-huh. chewing on sunflower seeds, you know, I had a little red solo cup. Shout out Toby Keith. Listen to the song earlier today. Man, that's a banger. And uh, I had left that cup out. I guess I had failed to put it in the trash receptacle myself. But thankful. For, that's okay. You may have still been using it the next day. Right. Well, it's, Why waste well, another apparently cup? Apparently it saved a life. Okay. Oh, good. Because as the macaroni cup is now smoldering, let's reach for this cup full of sunflower seeds and spit. Right. And we're going to throw that onto the onto the fire. Did it work? Well, uh, it didn't completely catch. I mean, we didn't burn down. No, that's solid. That's good. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So mine wasn't seven or eight. She was uh she was thirteen ish. And uh, Daddy, can I have some macaroni and cheese? Sure. Make you some. You don't have to. Okay. She's on her phone, texting, playing a video game, doing something. I don't know what she's doing. She takes the lid off. She takes a little metallic pouch. Glad she took the little metallic pouch of Velveeta cheese out. Because that probably would have just made it ablaze quicker. But she took that. So she was cognizant enough to remove the liquid gold and the the lid. But she just, that one last step of filling the water to the line. Putting any water in this thing would have decreased the likelihood of house fire. And so she puts it in there. All of a sudden, I start smelling smoke. I catch this thing before it actually catches fire. 
and I take it out, and it is just a solid. The the noodles have fused together. The outside of it, maybe more than the outside, has completely charred. Looks like something now that goes into the fireplace. And uh, was there a diamond inside? You know, there was no there was no diamond. The pressure hadn't built up that much yet. Okay. I think, however, maybe a little longer, and we could at least got a sapphire. We could have we could have paid to replace that microwave. There you go. But. Everything that we used in that microwave the next couple days smelt like burnt macaroni noodles. I had to throw it away. I had to throw that microwave away. I couldn't do it. You know, following instructions when we're talking about kitchens and cleaning and whatnot. So I'm pretty sure you tried to clean out the mess, right? Absolutely. And, and again, you'd probably put some of that stuff in the dishwasher, right? Right. So you, from a young age, probably understood some simple, simple facts about dishwashers, right? Simple. Dishwashers take a specific dishwasher, you know, detergent powder. Liquid. Or liquid, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you understood that it was probably not the bubbly kind that you would use to clean uh, dishes in the sink or, you know, clean an animal maybe. Or, you know, in I guess a desperate situation, use the Dawn on yourself. I don't know. Absolutely. You know. It depends on the desperation and the type of situation. Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I was moved by the episode of Saved by the Bell where the oil spill in the football field resulted in the little ducks and swans needing to be cleaned with Don soap. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know. That was a good one. That was a great one. Zach Attack. Anywho, so if you're out of, of, of uh, traditional dishwasher detergent, you, you probably wouldn't, your go-to be the bubbly soap. Right. Unless, My go-to would be bubbly soap, but then not put them in the dishwasher, right. hand wash, and let them air dry. Well, maybe you thought to yourself, these dishes have a pretty boring life, and they needed to they needed to live it up a little bit. They need to turn up, so you wanted to create a foam party. Let's get this turnt. 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 Yeah, I had a foam party in my kitchen. Nice. Because of the simple instruction of what type of dish detergent to put in the, in the dishwasher. Yeah. I like it. That's good stuff. And this is all the time we have for you today. Things you think you don't care about. I'm the average Joe, boo. I'm the average Joe, reminding all of you out there to keep living the dream. Average Joe's Media.com.